0: The nearest astronomical body to the Earth is a moon, cleverly called the moon. You can be over the moon, bark at the moon, ask for the moon, shoot the moon, be over the moon. Something can happen once in a blue moon. There's a man in the moon, though some people see a woman in the moon. Some people see a rabbit, and others see a toad. But what if you learned that there are ruins? on the moon, or that aliens have an active base there, or Nazis live on the moon, or that the moon is actually a hollow spacecraft, or that the moon is not real at all. It's a holographic projection. There are a lot of misconceptions and wrong ideas about our nearest neighbor and you shouldn't be too surprised to learn that there are also plenty of conspiracy theories about the moon as well. We're going to look at some of those today. Not the idea that the Apollo landings were a hoax because that's a whole nother egg to crack and we'll do that again sometime in the future. Oh, yes, and I also forgot, the moon might also just be a nightlight hanging in the sky. You leave the world behind and enter a large chamber filled with boxes and crates as far as the eye can see. Welcome to The Conspiracy Clearinghouse the podcast that takes a rather skeptical look at conspiracies and mysteries. Each episode, we'll examine various conspiracy theories, most of which are not true, a few of which might be a little bit true, and even a couple that turned out, in fact, to be true. There are many boxes in The Clearinghouse, and along the way, we'll look at some mysteries and hoaxes as well. We dare to look behind the curtain that's behind the curtain. I'm your host, Derek DeWitt. Welcome to The Conspiracy Clearinghouse. The Moon moon is a harsh harsh mistress. mistress. Facts Facts and fictions fictions about our nearest nearest neighbor. neighbor. FACTS FIRST The moon is the fifth largest satellite in the solar system and the second densest satellite after EO, which orbits Jupiter. It is 2,158.8 miles across, that's about 3,474 kilometers, or about 27% the size of the Earth. Its apparent size in the sky almost exactly matches the apparent size of the sun, which is quite a coincidence, some people think. It is 1.28 light seconds from Earth, which means it takes light that long to reach us. That's about 30 Earth diameters away. The Sun is about 400 times bigger, but it's also 400 times the distance. It's about 8 light minutes, 20 light seconds away. So the match is not a perfect one, but it is, in fact, very, very close. The oldest known picture of the Moon is a rock carving that is 5,000 years old, found in a Neolithic passage grave way up in Northwest Ireland called Knoth, K-N-O-W-T-H, a site which has one-third of all known megalithic art in Western Europe, over 200 stones decorated with carvings. The Babylonians, way back when, had figured out a system for predicting lunar eclipses. So did the Indians, and so did the Chinese. In the 5th century BCE, the Greeks figured out that the moon reflects the light of the sun and doesn't actually project its own light, and that both the moon and the sun are spheres. And then a thousand years later, in the 5th century CE, the Arabs did the same thing. In 1609, Galileo discovered that the surface of the moon has mountains and craters, and that it is not actually smooth, which a lot of people previous to that had thought it was. MISCONCEPTIONS! The moon moon has has no no atmosphere. atmosphere. Well, technically, it does. It doesn't have much of one, mind you, but it's still not 100% hard vacuum. It's not technically called an atmosphere, it's called a surface bounded exosphere, which is almost, but not quite, pure vacuum. What teeny weeny bit there is, is mainly caused by outgassing, which occurs when radioactive particles in the crust and the mantle decay into things like argon and helium and sodium, all of which have been found surrounding the moon. In 2015, neon was also detected. There's even a really comically small amount of potassium and hydrogen. So, yes, there really is something there. You wouldn't want to try and breathe it, but still. The moon, the moon is, always is always the same, always the same size. size. Not quite. Analysis of moonquakes suggests that the crust is retracting, and measurements show that the moon is actually getting smaller. Very, very slowly like about 150 feet or 46 meters every few hundred million years. So, really slowly. There's a dark dark side side of of the moon. It's a great Pink Floyd album, but there is no dark side of the moon. There is a far side, however. All sides of the moon get sunlight at some time during its revolution around the Earth. The far side cannot be seen from the Earth because of the tidal locking that keeps one face always towards the Earth. Actually, we see a little bit more than 50% of the moon's surface from the Earth. We see about 59% from down here because of something called libration, which changes the viewing angle a little bit as the moon goes around the Earth and because the moon's orbit is not a perfect circle, it's actually a slight ellipse. So really only 41% is hidden from us. Also, the moon itself is not perfectly round, but is an oblate spheroid, which is a slightly flattened ball, and the side facing the Earth is slightly bigger than the one facing away from us, because, you know, gravity. So let's talk about this tidal locking for a moment. Shortly after the Moon formed, and we think probably that was because of an impact in the early days of the Earth from a Mars-sized object, that ejected a whole bunch of material that was spinning from the collision and eventually spun together and formed the moon, though some theories say it may have been captured material from elsewhere. In fact, recent analysis of some moon rocks suggests that the moon might be much older than originally thought, and there is no iron on the moon while the Earth has an awful lot of iron, so maybe it wasn't formed from us. And it was, in fact, either captured or accreted out of another dust cloud in the early days of the formation of the solar system. Anyway, in the early days of the Earth-Moon system, after the Moon formed, the Earth's stronger gravity pulled at the Moon, causing a bulge to form and slowing the Moon's rotation. The Moon's gravity also pulls at the Earth, which is what causes the tides. About four billion years ago, the whole system locked, if you will, so that the rotation of the Moon, as well as its revolution around the Earth, are balanced in such a way that as it goes around the Earth, one side always faces us. The Moon is also not equidistant from the Earth. Sometimes it's a little bit closer and sometimes it's a little bit further away. Overall, however, the Moon is slowly moving away from the Earth, about four centimeters a year on average. This is because the Earth-Moon gravitational system interacts in such a way that the Moon is very, very slowly slowing the rotation of the Earth, and the Moon's orbit is very, very slowly expanding. The Moon moon makes makes people people crazy. crazy. You hear this all the time. So the moon helps create the tides on the earth. Humans are 60% water, so then we must also be affected by the moon's gravity. However, the moon's tidal effect on humans is only about one ten millionth of a meter or about one one thousandth the thickness of a piece of paper. This is actually less than the tidal effect of a person walking past you on the street. That person walking by exerts more influence from their gravity than the moon does on you the effect is totally inconsequential studies have also shown that birth rates do not go up during full moons either despite what your friend who's a nurse may say there does seem to be a correlation between women's menstrual cycles and phases of the moon or maybe that's just a coincidence Uh, the fact is we don't really know but if there is a correlation It is not caused by gravity. It would be caused by something else. And yeah, there's always somebody whose cousin is a cop who tells them that, yeah, man, crime goes up during a full moon. We have to prepare for it. But study after study after study has shown that this is just not true. Now, it could be that because this is such a popular notion that when something crazy happens and it's a full moon, people note the two things together, but when something crazy happens and it isn't a full moon, they don't associate the crazy event with the moon at all. This leads to more, quote, memories of full moon plus craziness, which then leads to the perception that the two are linked. Also, police departments are more apt to deploy more officers during a full moon because of this common wisdom that the full moon brings out the crazies. And so as a result, they have more cops on the streets, so they see a rise in incidents. This is not because there are more crimes. This is because there are more police to discover the crimes that were already happening. Obviously, this idea is where the whole concept of the werewolf comes from as well. A few studies have shown that there is a 1.8 increase in aggressive incidence among schizophrenics during full moons, but there is no increase in aggressive incidence for non-schizophrenics. Make of that what you will. Interestingly, there is one area where the full moon seems to have a rather significant impact, and that is motorcycle fatalities. 5.3% more motorcycle fatalities on nights with a full moon than on other nights. It is thought this is due to the brighter moon being somewhat distracting. Interestingly, it's motorcycles. There is no similar correlation for car accidents. The moon moon is made made of 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 cheese. Despite Wallace and Gromit's experiences in the 1989 animated short A Grand Day Out, the moon is not, in fact, made of cheese. Wallace thought it was a Wednesday day or maybe a Stilton. The whole moon equals cheese thing seems to come from John Haywood, a 16th century English poet who wrote, quote, set circumstances to make me believe or think that the moon is made of green cheese. Here he seems to actually be making fun of the idea that the moon is made of green cheese, which might suggest that this was already a common saying or a common notion before he bothered to write that couplet. Around the same time, it's known that there was a saying to the effect of, quote, making someone believe the moon is made of green cheese, meaning make someone believe a hoax is real. So it's kind of an early indicator of fake news, if you like. There are some fables that go back to the Middle Ages or even earlier in which a wolf or a fox sees a reflection of the moon on some water and mistakes it for a round of unripe or green cheese and tries to eat it and gets wet. Faces. Faces. We often talk about the man in the moon, a face that we seem to see when we look at the side that's always facing us. Back in the Middle Ages, and even before that, it was commonly thought that the man in the moon really liked drinking alcohol, especially claret. However, some people don't see a face at all. Some people see the outline of a man carrying a bundle of sticks. Others see a woman's face in profile with Tycho Crater a diamond in a necklace she's wearing. The Maori in New Zealand also see a woman. Some Shia Muslims think they see the name of Ali, Muhammad's son-in-law, written upon the face of the moon in Arabic. And the fact that if you kind of squint and half the surface seems kind of darker than the other half, some people think that may be the actual origin of the yin-yang symbol used in Taoism and in China some cultures see a rabbit. In China, the rabbit is a pal of the moon goddess, mixing the elixir of life with a mortar and pestle. In Japan and Korea, the rabbit is either making medicine or some say flour for rice cakes. The Aztecs also saw a rabbit, as did the Herero people of Namibia. Some Chinese writings also describe a toad sitting up there, and so do the Salish people of the Pacific Northwest. The toad, they say, jumped to the moon to escape a wolf who had fallen in love with it and was rather aggressive in its adorations. Seeing shapes in the dark splotches on the moon is called lunar pareidolia. Pareidolia is when people see patterns or shapes where there are, in fact, none at all, like seeing that face on Mars that was all their age way back when, or when you look up at the clouds, you see animals or faces or what have you. Far out Conspiracy conspiracy theories. Theories Nazis. Nazis. After World War II, there were all kinds of rumors about Hitler faking his own death and fleeing to South America or simply fading into the general population, probably shaving off that mustache. One variant had it that the Nazis started secretly building a massive military base when it looked like maybe they were not in fact going to win the war, a base that they could hide out in and regroup, and then re-emerge and take over the planet. Some said this base was in Antarctica, and some people said it was on the far side of the moon. Some said both were true, that the Nazis built a secret base in Antarctica and then used that as launching pad to establish their moon base. According to this theory, UFO sightings are actually experimental Nazi craft that either they developed on their own or they took from actual aliens that they encountered. In the Nazi moon base theory, the moon base is known as Schwabenland and was established by the head of the Nazi rocket program, SS General Hans Kamla. Once there, they dug under the surface, making the base mainly underground. Nazi moon scientists then helped Americans with their Apollo space program in exchange for not being prosecuted for war crimes and left alone to do whatever the heck it is they're doing up there on the moon. Sounds silly, but a lot of this comes from a Bulgarian physicist named Vladimir Terziski, who also believes he's found evidence that Nazis had perfected anti-gravity and were the first humans in space. Other, quote, researchers like Norbert Jürgen Rathofer and Jan von Helsing suggest that Nazis contacted aliens and started a whole space program to try and reach them and hang out with them. The aliens might be beings of pure energy, as a group in Berlin called the Vril Society thought, but that's a whole separate topic and honestly worth its own episode. Holocaust denier Ernst Zündel also thinks the Nazis colonized the Hollow Earth not the moon, from their Antarctic base and then launch themselves into space where they have colonized all the other planets in the solar system. Can you imagine what a shock that would be to finally send people to Mars in 10 or 20 years and then only find out that the Nazis had been there for 100 years? The idea of Nazis waiting for their big encore moment on the moon was the subject of a pretty funny 2012 Finnish-German-Australian movie called Iron Sky which still remains one of the most expensive films ever produced by the country of Finland. Where does this all come from? Some people think it may actually have all come from a 1947 young adult novel written by science fiction master Robert Heinlein called Rocket Ship Galileo, in which three teens go to the moon and find a Nazi base hidden there. So is it possible that a science fiction book written for teens kicked off all of this in some people's minds? Maybe. Aliens, Aliens on, the, on moon. the moon. There have been plenty of people who examine photos taken on the moon and think that they see spaceships and or structures. And the list, honestly, it is too numerous to go into much detail. The website UFO Daily.com has a list of 231 pictures they call the Kraken File, which they claim show clear evidence of alien buildings, roads, and other infrastructure on the moon. 231 pictures, and that's just one website. And there are a lot of websites. Back in 1820, a Bavarian astronomer named Franz von Paula Gruthusen thought he saw cities on the moon when he looked at it through his telescope. He ended up writing a lot about the people he called the Lunarians, and he was made fun of by his colleagues for his efforts. But he did get a crater named after him. So, In 1835, the New York Sun published six articles about aliens living on the moon, claiming that British astronomer John Herschel, son of the even more famous Sir William Herschel, was the one who had found this out. This is an event in history that is now known as the Great Moon Hoax. The articles were later proven to be an early example of fake news written by a reporter named Richard Adams Locke. Locke ended up confessing it all to a bunch of reporters after he got drunk with them in a saloon. Locke's story goes that he wrote the first couple of articles as a joke, and then got irritated when people started taking them seriously. So, He basically pioneered trolling by writing more articles in the same vein. Originally, it was supposed to be a satire of all these crazy claims being made by scientists, like the Bavarian guy who talked about the Lunarians. Edgar Allan Poe said that the whole thing for the Great Moon Hoax was actually stolen from a short story of his called The Unparalleled Adventure of One Hans Pfahl. And he'd written that story as a joke slash hoax slash culture jam in installments published earlier the same year in the Southern Literary Messenger. The idea was an enticing one, however, and continued into the 20th century and beyond. NASA conspiracy guy Richard Hoagland, who we first encountered back in Episode 7 about the Lucifer Project, thinks he sees a picture of a mile-high tower on the moon that he calls the shard however people looking into this say that hoagland manipulated the original nasa photo to such a degree that what are known as processing artifacts that arise from digital image manipulation appear and then hoagland claims that these artifacts which are just digital flubs from manipulating the image back and forth is an actual structure on the moon if you look at the original nasa photos there's nothing there There are a lot of other supposed structures on the moon as well, with nicknames like the castle, the paperclip, the spar, the dishes, like as in satellite dishes, not dinner dishes, the ziggurat, and the robot head. Some even claim to see a crashed UFO and a picture of a huge alien casting a long shadow as it walks across the surface of the moon. Almost certainly all of this either comes from manipulating images or pareidolia, which as I said before is the tendency for humans to see patterns in familiar shapes even when there aren't any. Former US intelligence officer Milton William Cooper, yes, he shows up again, the guy that wrote Behold the Pale Horse, who was just mentioned in the Project Bluebeam episode. He claims the Apollo astronauts saw and filmed a vast alien base on the far side of the moon that includes huge motherships and advanced mining equipment. Cooper links the whole thing to Majestic 12 in a booklet he published called The Secret Government, The Origin, Identity, and Purpose of MJ-12. There is actually one odd thing on the moon. The Compton-Belkovich Thorium Anomaly is a caldera on the far side that has an unusually large concentration of thorium, which is unusual and somewhat interesting, but that so far is the only anomaly that we have found on the moon. But a large collection of thorium is not nearly as sexy as alien moon bases and cities on the moon. Or cities in the moon. Aliens Aliens in 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 the moon. A guy named C. Scott Waring claims that he was browsing through the NASA Image Atlas back in 2013 when he came across two photos that indicate that the moon is, in fact, hollow and a giant space station being used by aliens. He says he saw a big gate opening up and spacecraft going in and out of this gate. He also says he saw pictures of the ruins of a whole alien city. He then says right after he saw those pictures, they were removed from the archive and no one has seen them since. Of course, that did not stop him from making a YouTube video about it through his channel, UFO Sightings Daily. And in 1970, Michael Vassen and Alexander Shcherbakov, two Soviet scientists, proposed that the moon was actually hollow in a spaceship built by unknown beings, quote-unquote. There's now quite a bit of evidence that at least part of the whole ancient astronaut craze that kind of swept through America in the 1970s was actually part of a Soviet disinformation campaign intended to undermine America's faith in religion, specifically Christianity. Two notable books came out during this time. One was Dan Wilson's 1975, Our Mysterious Spaceship Moon, which basically regurgitates the Vassin and Shcherbakov theory, and George H. Leonard's 1976 book, Someone Else is on the Moon, which when he reprinted the book in 1978, he changed the title to Someone Else is on Our Moon, I guess to make it seem more personal, or more dangerous. And this idea of the moon being hollow is still very much alive today. There are scads of YouTube videos with all kinds of, quote, proof, which is usually doctored pictures from NASA. One of the most amusing is stuff by a guy named Robert Paternell, notably the video titled The Moon Moon Is Your your worst 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 Nightmare, in which he uses Photoshop to muck around with the NASA pictures. And while he's doing this, he, quote, uncovers aliens and cities and roads and longitudes and mermaids and a five kilometer long crocodile and a lot more. His YouTube videos have been removed by YouTube, but you can find them mirrored on other channels like Notice, Notus and This is a classic example of a little knowledge being dangerous since his Photoshop skills are not particularly great and the logical leaps he makes are wild but Highly entertaining. David Icke, the godfather of all conspiracy theories and self-proclaimed, quote, son of the godhead, and also main proponent of the reptilian conspiracy theory, says that the moon is for sure hollow. He says, with his toddler's grasp of science, that calculations show that the moon should only be 40 miles in diameter, but is actually much larger than that. So therefore, it must be a giant giant, Aliens, Space Station, Coombe Craft, Coombe Resort Complex, or whatever. And more books continue to be written about this. Christopher Knight and Alan Butler wrote a book in 2007 called Who Built the Moon? He's, they're just asking questions. Robert Shelsky has a rather poetically titled book from 2014 called For the Moon is Hollow and Aliens Rule the Sky which also asks questions like, have we been warned off the moon by aliens? Is that why we never went back? And do aliens always hide inside hollowed out worlds because they're afraid of something sinister and dangerous that lives in the cold depths of space? The moon is fake. A lot of so-called moon truthers suggests that the moon is not, in fact, there at all. As one post on Reddit outlines, the only proof that the moon is real is A, the 12 men who claim to have walked on it during the Apollo missions, and that whole thing was a lie because it was filmed by Stanley Kubrick, and B, ancient depictions of the moon which are actually just dumb, stupid, primitive people mistaking the sun for being something that it isn't, like they don't know the difference between the sun and the moon, and or fake archaeological evidence planted by the U.S. government in recent years to continue their moon is real lie and that before the 20th century, no one actually had any ideas about something called the moon. It is wholly a 20th century invention concocted by the Americans, and all documents and drawings and carvings and all the rest that we find going all the way back to that site in Northwest Ireland, all of that are recent inventions that have been planted. And the last item on the list is C., the fact that we can see when we look up that there sure looks like there's a moon up there is <laughs> a trick because it's really a hologram. Oh, yeah. This hologram was launched into orbit around the Earth in the early 60s by the American government. Before that, there had been nothing in the sky to see at all. Nothing. There was no moon. In 2013, a YouTuber with the handle CROW777, that's C-R-R-O-W-777, who says he has a degree in quote, internet technology, put up a video all about the hologram thing. He says he spent Quote, over a year viewing the moon, every month for a year, he says. So he looked at it 12 times, once a month. And he says he has seen what he calls hologram waves or, quote, lunar waves. Vertical lines that move from the bottom of the moon's face to the top when he looks at it through his video camera. He thinks it's sort of a hologram refresh. The moving line across the face of the moon has no pixelation, no shredding of the signal, so it can't be his camera doing it. Because remember, he has a degree in internet technology. So it must be something that is happening in the real world that the camera can see, but his naked eye cannot. So to be fair, Crow777 does not think the moon is fake. He thinks there is a moon there, but what we see is a hologram masking what is actually on the surface of the moon. Two years later, in 2015, Crow 777 claimed to have access to documents translated into English from Russian, Czech, Dutch, and Afrikaans, as well as just English language documents, from three high ranking people who secretly contacted him after he put up his 2013 video about the moon hologram. He said these documents would help expose the real truth. And the real truth is that we are all living in a created fictional system that we think is reality, but it is not. What we see when we look up at the moon is not precisely a hologram, but it is an illusion, and it is covering up what is really going on there, which is part of the control system we live in. So, not aliens, in fact, but some kind of... Projectors that are somehow making us all believe that we see a reality that is, in fact, really different than what we think it is. Now, Crow777 thinks that system up there on the moon is breaking down slowly, and that's where the lunar wave comes in. Oh, also, by the way, eclipses are also manufactured events to just cover up things that are going on up there. Fluoride in the water supply is also part of the whole control system. Queen Elizabeth II is part of it. The Bohemian Club is part of it. Earthquakes are part of it. It's also somehow connected to solar equinoxes, especially the spring equinox around Easter. I watched a lot of his stuff all the way through, and I never really got a clear picture as to how it all connects. It goes on and on and on. It sounds an awful lot like the Philip K. Dick book Vallis, but there are a lot of diagrams and statements that make little to no sense. I can only assume that Crow 777 was contacted by an equally misguided person in Russian. Because the idea that Crow 777 went ahead and created all those Russian documents he shows himself is just too disturbing and sad for me to contemplate. But Crow 777 is not the only one with the hologram covering up aliens or something else theory. Nor is he the first to disbelieve the official story of the moon. Back in 1965, a scientist named R. Foster, and it's weird, I cannot find what his real first name is, just the letter R, claimed he and other scientists had figured out that the moon was not a piece of rock, but is actually a giant thing made of plasma. And so the whole landing on the moon thing, he said this in 65, before we landed on the moon, he said, we're not going to be able to land on the moon because there's no hard surface to stand on. American parapsychologist Michael Talbot said, thinks the whole universe is a hologram, and obviously the moon is part of that. A few flat earthers, of course, also claim the moon is actually a hologram, but they, many of them say it's a naturally occurring one, which raises a whole passel of questions, and that the glow we see is not from reflected sunlight, but from bioluminescence. Let that sink in. Other flat earthers think that they can see things like clouds and birds moving along when they look at the moon because... It's transparent, that's what they say. I think what they mean to say is that it's translucent. In fact, the moon, some of them say, is really just a big nightlight in the sky. Some say it's 27 miles in diameter and 3,000 miles away. Others say that it's even smaller and only 32 miles above the surface of the Earth. Back Back to back to Earth. Back in the world of real things, there is one final surprising fact about the moon, and that it may not actually be in space. The Earth's atmosphere rises above the surface of the Earth, thinning out as it gets further and further out, we all know this, at about 100 kilometers, or 62 miles, there is something called the Kármán line way up there in the thermosphere. This is where weightlessness happens, and this is where the ISS orbits. Any craft that can fly below this line is legally known as an aircraft, and anyone that can fly above it is legally classified as a spaceship. However, this is just one of many competing designations for exactly where the dividing line is between atmosphere and space. Some people say it should be 80 kilometers. That's what NASA says. So if you're a NASA pilot and you go above 80 kilometers, officially, you're an astronaut. But further out than the Kármán line is a thinner atmosphere-like volume called the exosphere, kind of like what surrounds the moon. We used to think that this exosphere extended uh, out about 200,000 kilometers. Now, In the exosphere, gases no longer behave the way they do in proper atmosphere because the density is just too low, so they just kind of dissipate or evaporate into nothingness. However, when atmospheric gases get hit with ultraviolet light from the sun, they glow. This glow is called a geocorona and it can only be seen by UV-detecting equipment. Recent measurements, using a device acronymed to SWAN, indicate that the geocorona may actually go all the way out to 630,000 kilometers off the surface of the Earth. That is quite a bit further than the Moon's distance of 362,000 kilometers at apogee and 405,000 kilometers at perigee, which means that if that's true, technically the Moon is still inside the Earth's atmosphere. So there you have it. The moon is a base for spacefaring Nazis or aliens or is itself a giant spaceship or space station or it's something kind of like a hologram or it's made of plasma or it's a giant nightlight 32 miles above the flat Earth. Maybe it's inside the Earth's atmosphere and it is certainly not made of cheese, Wensleydale or otherwise. Thank you for visiting the conspiracy clearing house we're closing now but we'll open another crate in the next episode until then thank you for listening